Vanessa, and I am so excited to help you grow your business and actually start making money moves. I am over here happy dancing because the Optin Experience podcast was made for entrepreneurs just like you who want to turn strangers into fast friends, future clients, and customers using Optin Marketing. So without further ado, let's dig into today's episode and let's make cake, babes. sweet friends. What's up? Vanessa here. Uh, today I am going to jump right in feet first, um, <laughs> I guess, on all of the different types of opt-ins you can use to grow your business if you sell digital products or offer online services. So you could have um, a commerce store or want to open a commerce store selling like workbooks or trainings or courses, or you can offer online services for people. So there's lots of different types of opt-ins that you can use to grow your business. So I'm just going to go through and give you a rundown of all of the different ones that I think that could work, um, give you a few quick tips around each one, and then also if I know of a great resource for that particular idea, then I will definitely share it with you. And as always, anything that I mention here on this episode, I am going to link it in the notes above um, the episode in the content. So we're going to get started. Like the most traditional type of opt-in and probably one of the most used since the beginning of opt-in time are ebooks. Now there is a lot of talk around ebooks right now. So people are saying that ebooks are dying, that people don't want ebooks as opt-ins anymore. And I don't really think that that's true because I feel like that ebooks still can serve a purpose. For example, depending on how you are planning to use the ebook to grow your blog or business, you might be launching a book like you might be writing a book and you might be launching a book that you plan to sell like on Kindle or Amazon through create space so if that's the case using an ebook like maybe the first one two or three chapters of your book to give away as an opt-in is the perfect way to prep and prime your list so that you have an audience of raving fans who already love your book and have consumed it. And so when you launch, you're going to have people who are going to purchase your book. They're going to leave reviews for you on Amazon. They're going to recommend that book to others. So I definitely don't think ebooks are dying. I think that it all depends on how your audience wants to consume content from you and what your main goal is. So, for example, if you are planning on launching a course and you want to give someone an ebook, that might not work out so well. I'm not saying that it couldn't work out, but it may not be like the best idea. However, like I mentioned, if you're planning on publishing a book, then giving people the first couple of chapters of your book is going to be the perfect way to have an audience waiting on that book when it launches. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is workbooks. Workbooks are fabulous and they can be really actionable. However, I think that 
a little bit more needs to be done when people are giving away workbooks. For example, if you have an awesome blog post that's going to help someone accomplish things and you want to further their experience and their engagement with your content and you want to give them a free workbook after that blog post, I think that's awesome. However, keep in mind that some people may sign up for that workbook and then it may be a couple days or a couple weeks, even, dare I say, a couple months before they actually start to consume that content or start to work through that workbook um, because they may just not be at a place in their business um, where it's relevant and they've decided to focus on other things. So, for example... Um, I remember I downloaded something from Ashlyn Carter that was um, about your, doing your website copy. I don't remember what it was. It may have been a workbook, but it was something. But at that point, I was just focusing on designing my website and relaunching my brand. So I wasn't as focused on website copy. Um, so I knew that I wanted to go back to it. So if that's the case, you kind of need to prepare your content for that. So if you're planning on releasing that workbook to accompany a blog post or a couple of blog posts, then why not use a couple of pages at the beginning of the workbook to put your blog post in there. So it would basically be like a prep, a refresher for them. And they have all of the content in one place so that they can read that blog post again inside of the workbook and then immediately take action with it. Um, so another place that you could do this if you want to prompt people to kind of take action as soon as they download it, which is the ideal situation, is put that blog post um, or you know little snippets of that post or tell them how to use it in their welcome sequence emails because some people may save those welcome sequence emails and again, come back to it later. I know I do. Um, so, so make sure that if you're giving away a workbook that you are telling people how to use it once they download it um, because there's a lot of content out there, you guys, and people consume things. We all consume things at a really rapid pace, so people may forget something. So the last thing that you want to do is give them a workbook that could literally change their life or change their business or change the way that they do something for the better, but then they leave no instructions. It's like getting buying something from Ikea and opening the box to put it together, and there's no instructions. They have no idea what to do with it. So while the product may be great or the content may be great, make sure you give them follow-up instructions, okay? So a couple of other things, um, I also think that when you pair a couple of opt-in ideas together, that it could really give your readers and your subscribers and your future friends more value, and it makes it more memorable. For example, giving like an if you have a podcast, giving an exclusive podcast episodes just for or episode just for people who subscribe. So that means that blog post episode isn't posted anywhere in your blog, it's not in any of your um, programs, it's not on your podcast. Give them some a free podcast episode and that would a workbook would work so good with this free podcast episode cuz it's like a free training session. Um you can also do this if you have a vlog or you do video tutorials, you have a YouTube channel. Give your subscribers an exclusive video that you haven't posted anywhere else. Um, so, for example, something fun would be like say that you are a fashion and lifestyle blogger and maybe your subscribers love you because you always find these high-end fashion pieces at thrift stores. So why not, on one of your trips to the thrift store, 
record yourself leafing through um, the racks of clothes, trying on some of the shoes, looking at the handbags. And at the end of the episode, you can show them like what you got. So it'd be like a roundup of all of the different pieces that you picked up. And so, I mean, that's just something fun. I mean, because I listened to a podcast episode from um, the Strategy Hour podcast with Abigail and Emily from Think Creative Collective. And I can't for the life of me remember who it was, but they had a video expert um, on the podcast. And she was talking about how to use video in your um, in your business. And I'm going to link the episode because I know I'll be able to find it and I can't remember. But basically she was saying, if you're on YouTube, that... People will watch you. You have to put your content into one of three categories. It has to be educational, it has to be entertaining, or it has to be inspirational. And that kind of got me thinking a little bit. And I feel like your opt-ins can be the same thing. So you don't necessarily have to think like, oh my God, like I'm not telling people how to do something. Um, They're not going to want what I have. Sometimes people just like to read a good inspirational story. They just like to hear that someone made a positive impact in their own life because it makes them feel good and it makes them, it gives them confidence and courage to maybe pursue something that they may not have always done. So I do encourage you um, to kind of think of your opt-ins in that way as well. And also uh, go listen to that um, podcast episode if you're planning on using video in your business. It's wonderful. Um, So think of your opt-ins as either educational, inspirational, or entertaining. Um, So you can accompany like a vlog or a video or a podcast and you could even repurpose one of your live trainings um, that you've done on like Instagram or Facebook and I talked about that in another podcast episode. Um, you can repurpose these into opt-ins. So why not add a workbook to this? Um, why not add a checklist or a worksheet? Um, those are also good really small things and low time commitments. You can add these to blog posts. Um, If you want like worksheets and checklists, um, you can do downloadable or printable planners. Um, You can do so many different things for your opt-in. Just make sure that you're thinking through how someone is actually going to use it. So maybe if you want to give someone a planner that is going to, say, help them plan their social media for 30 days or someone to plan their blog content for 30 days or a planner that helps them do meal planning at home for 30 days or maybe something um, like time blocking their scheduling, anything that you could plan. Because I know that there's some people who are super organized and absolutely obsessed with planning. And I think that's awesome because that's totally not me. So I can learn from people like that. But if you're giving away a planner, think about what you can add to that planner to make it more beneficial for people. So is it a blog post that, again, you can include with the planner? Or maybe it's like a screen share of how you use your own planner. Maybe you can kind of do like a quick video on how you bulk schedule um, everything into your planner. So that way it gives people like a realistic look into how it's actually being used. Because I know for me, I'm I'm very much a visual learner, and I think that that comes from, like, the designer in me, but sometimes when I read something and then immediately after have to put it to action, it's kind of hard for me if I'm not visualizing what's actually going on. So when you're, when you're doing your opt-ins, especially with the digital nature of things today, just make sure that you are 
giving them all of the pieces that they need to put this puzzle together. So whatever it may be, because they're coming to you to solve a problem that they have. So the last thing that you want to do is like give them all of the puzzle pieces and then you forget one. And then they have an unfinished puzzle and then that kind of like leaves people frustrated. So we don't want to do that. So um, we've covered ebooks, workbooks, planners, checklists, worksheets, little things that you can add to some of your blog posts. Um, you could also do exclusive podcasts or a vlog. Um, another fun thing is free email courses. So you can set this up easily using automation in ConvertKit, which I love, or MailChimp, um, which I also love and is free. So if you're just getting started, you can set up a free email course. This is another great place to add a workbook or a checklist or a planner. Um, basically, the email course could be, you know, three days, five days, ten days. Um, I would say no longer than ten days just because... Um, I don't know. I feel like after 10 days, I'm pretty I'm pretty tired. If, if you've got my attention for 10 days, then I think that you've done pretty good. Um, so you can do a free email course and uh, make sure that you button up everything with that. Make sure they have all of the resources that they need to work through that e-course and actually get that result that you're promising at the end of the e-course. Um, so instead of an email course, if you don't want to do an email course and you have a plan on like Teachable or Thinkific or one of the other course platforms, then load all of your course content into Teachable or Thinkific and just have people sign up for it that way. That way they can consume the content at their own time. They can come back to it when they need to. They can log into it for life and rinse and repeat um, whatever it is that you're teaching them so you don't always only have to do an email course. Email courses are great for engagement, um, but if you kind of want to have a more lifelong approach to your freebie, then definitely think about you know signing up for a free plan over at, say, Thinkific and creating your free course there. I actually, I love both Thinkific and Teachable. That's an episode for another day, but um, I'm, re I'm putting all of my workshops and programs on Thinkific um, because... I just love the way that it looks. I love how easy it is. And two of my favorite courses recently were hosted on Thinkific. So I pretty much am like a total fan. But Teachable is amazing too. I've used Teachable for a couple of years for myself and for my clients. So either of those platforms, like literally it's a win. Um, so it depends on your preferences. But yeah, so um, free courses, that's another way to show your expertise and to get your new subscribers engaged with your content. Um, Another one is free challenges. Now, I have yet to do a free challenge. I was going to turn my opt-in design workshop into a free challenge, but then I totally chickened out <laughs> because I was nervous that no one was going to show up. I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to prep all the content in time to get it out. Um, I wanted to be able to have like a live element where I could walk people through, and I just didn't think that um, you know, my toddler and my schedule would allow me to do that. So I chickened out of my challenge. So I can't say that for me that a challenge has worked. However, um, the girls over at Think Creative Collective, again, they have awesome challenges, you guys. So much can be learned from them if you want to run your own challenge. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and link a couple of resources um, because they've had some insanely successful challenges, you guys. Like during their five days to launch challenge, I launched the opt-in toolbox, which did so incredible. There were a lot of behind the scenes mishaps and 
um, disasters <laughs> that I chose not to speak about, but I plan on doing an episode about that um, soon. But yeah, it, if it wasn't for their five days to launch challenge, I probably would have never launched the opt-in toolbox because it was an idea that I had been sitting on for like a year and I just didn't act on it because I was nervous that no one was going to want it. So literally, if you want people to take action, challenges are the way to go. Um, you could, you know, host your free challenge and then maybe upgrade it to something that pe- people could pay for. Um, like I know that Rena and Co. She does this. Like she'll host a free challenge, and then you can purchase access to all of that content for like a really reasonable price, like less than thirty, even less than twenty, and sometimes less than ten dollars. So you can always repurpose that challenge content and turn it into something small, like a warm-up product that people could pay for. Um, so that's email courses, um, a regular course, e-course, and then free challenges. Um, we also could do something like if you're an illustrator or an artist of some type or you sell digital prints and you have an Etsy shop, you could do something like a free print of the month club or a free vector pack of the month club or maybe um, something like that. So on your opt-in page, you would just basically tell people that once every month that they could expect, you know, a new desktop wallpaper from you that's hand-drawn. If you create fonts, it could be like a new free font for maybe like one day or two days only. If you sell styled stock photography, this is super popular. Um, There's different ways to do that, like Twiggy Post, who's incredible. She gives away a free gallery of images every month, you guys. So if you're on her newsletter, if you aren't, you should be. But if you're on her newsletter, she sends out a link every month. And you can access a whole gallery of free images that you can use. And um, Elle Druin, formerly Wonderfell, she's rebranding. She does the same thing. Like, I think she usually gives, like, between, like, five and six free images every month. And then immediately upon sign-up, she also gives, I think, ten free images. So... A lot of styled stock photographers give away free things every month. Um, let's see, who else? Um, if you want to create a resource library, like let's say that you're not really selling a whole bunch of e-products yet, or you want to create like a whole bunch of resources to attach to different blog posts, you can do that. You can create a resource library, a password-protected um, library, where you house all of these free resources. That way... Instead of someone having to sign up to your list 10 different times to get 10 different resources, they can sign up to your library one time and then have access to all of the resources whenever they want them. So this is great if you are a business coach, if you offer online services. Um, Station 7 has a great resource library. They sell WordPress theme, as does Blue Chic. They offer free WordPress themes and lots of free business resources. Um, so There's definitely lots of different things that you can do, and a resource library is a fabulous way to manage your list if you have MailChimp, because one thing about MailChimp is that it's kind of hard once you get more than like one or two opt-ins, it's hard to manage segmenting and combining these lists. That's a big reason why I switched to ConvertKit. So if you want to create more than one opt-in, a really great option for you is to create a resource library. That way they only have to sign up for the password once, include the password 
in the footer of all of your emails, all of your welcome emails, all of your future emails. That way people know um, how to get into that library and make sure that you're refreshing that library with new content um, every month or every couple of weeks. That way people can keep coming back to it and people can benefit from the content. Um, this would work especially well if you're an illustrator and you want to create a free library of um, illustrations and vectors. Another option is that if you have an online shop where you sell things is like uh, Jamie from Spruce Road. She lists her digital products in her shop. She just lists the ones that are free. So that's another easy way to do it is that in your shop, if you have um, WooCommerce or easy digital downloads, um, you can just include the product on your shop and then for price, just say $0. So that's another way um, that you can kind of still offer value creatively. Um, so we've covered a ton here, guys. So the main thing to take away, oh, no, no, I'm not going to forget quizzes. Quizzes are like the new up and coming way to grow your email list like crazy. Um, I listened to Kayla Hollitz. Um, sorry if I pronounced her name wrong. I tend to do that sometimes, but she had an amazing session on the Creative Launch Summit about how to use a quiz to grow your business. And I'll tell you guys, literally the price for the all access pass was worth it for just this training alone. So if you want to do a quiz for your blogger, for your business, um, I totally recommend checking out Kayla's resources. Uh, she's fabulous. Quizzes are good because they kind of allow you to engage your ideal subscriber or client or customer right away and then at the end of the quiz you can give them their results and kind of like upsell even more of your free resources or something that's like a warm-up product to them like so for example if you are a brand designer and you offer pre-made branding sets maybe you can create a quiz like who is your brand's BFF, like who's your brand's best friend forever? And so as they go through the series of quiz questions, maybe you'll have like four to six different types of answer variations for them. And then at the end, for the results, you can include a mood board for that brand BFF. And then with that mood board, you can include um, a free, like, or you can include the, um, like a brand, uh, sorry, I got distracted. I got distracted for a second. Sorry, but you can include like um, a pre-made brand, a link to your pre-made brand. So let's say, okay, so your brand BFF is Reese Witherspoon, and this is what her mood board looks like—a gorgeous mood board, gorgeous color palette. And then you can say, hey, if you like this mood board, then you might like this pre-made brand, and I can customize it for you. So that would be a really nice warm-up product and a way for your subscribers to really engage and get value from your quiz and from your content. Um, so literally, you guys, there are so many different ways to do an opt-in. Um, you can take as much as you want from this episode. You can take my ideas if you want them. Um, just make sure that before you implement any of your opt-in ideas, do a quick Google search and make sure that there isn't anyone else that's doing your opt-in idea. If there are, um, tweak it, make it your own. Don't copy it because that's never fun. So just make sure that when you are 
creating an opt-in that you're leaving nothing on the table, you guys. Like, you shouldn't be leaving any space for them to guess what they're supposed to be doing next or what they're supposed to be doing for your opt-in. So make sure that you look at it from someone else's perspective or even get a biz bestie. If you're in, like, um, some sort of mastermind group or some kind of community, um, then Run it by a couple of people before you launch it. Let them consume it the way that you have it and see what questions come up as they're using the opt-in. Like, for example, um, my opt-in funnels workshop, I had someone who was taking it. And that's not it's not a free opt-in, but um, I had someone who was taking it. And as they were taking it, they got confused on one part on how to change like the colored box behind their um, sign up boxes, right? And I didn't include that in the course. Like when I was designing it and I was doing the walkthroughs of how to design the landing pages, I did show how to do that. But I realized that some people, a lot, most people taking this course, they aren't designers. So what I did was I did a quick Loom video um, that showed her how to do exactly that. And I'm going to include that in the workshop. Um, Another one was that I realized that when I did my walkthroughs for designing the landing pages and thank you pages that some people aren't on WordPress, but they would still benefit from the content. So to kind of help them, I also included like um, two roadmaps that would show them how they can still use the same format, but follow it um, for whatever their platform may be, whether it be Squarespace or Wix or whatever platform that they're on. So just make sure that you kind of get a second set of eyes on your opt-in and on your content before you launch it and always 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 listen to feedback and improve it whenever you can because you really want people to have the very best experience possible when they're engaging with your content even if it is free Um, so hopefully you took away some really great tips from this episode and as I mentioned I am going to be linking up all of the great stuff um, in the show notes above the recording Um, I would love for you to leave a comment and tell me what type of opt-in you are planning to create for your business Um, and if you have any questions leave the comments there guys Uh, the opt-in design workshop is officially launched so you're so 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 welcome to go ahead and sign up for that if you need help designing um, like a worksheet or a checklist I include all the templates for you and some fun tips on all the design side of things and I even show you how to deliver the opt-in using MailChimp and I give you my handy launch checklist plus uh, my best tips for how to get more eyes on your newly launched opt-in So lots of great things coming up, guys. Um, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, If you have a biz bestie who you think may benefit, then definitely give it a share for me or a pin. That would be so much appreciated. And keep the feedback coming, guys, because all of my content I'm putting out because it like these are real questions that real people have. Um, so keep your questions coming. I want to answer them. I love talking about opt-ins. Um, if you need me, then drop a comment or use my contact form. And I can't wait to hear from you. So have a happy day ahead, um, you happypreneur you. Come back next week. I can't wait to share more opt-in gems with you. 
If you loved this episode, I would so much appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review to help other people find the show so that they can grow their businesses too. And I've got tons of free templates and training for you over on the blog at vanessaryan.co forward slash thanks dash friends. Have a happy day, sweet friends.